If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everyone, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm Captain Beejiweejie Bear. And that's the, that is the worst nickname you have used yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't even get past it. Yep. <laughs> I, I couldn't even that's going to be my new Twitter handle is Captain, Captain Beejiweejie Bear. You said Beejiweejie Bear the first time. I did time. say Beejiweejie Bear the first Captain time. Captain I don't think there's, there's not going to be uh, enough characters for that, so it's Captain Beejiweejie Bear. All right, cool. I don't so think to, there's enough characters for that. To the one person who's still listening after all of that. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to actually be talking about Blue Dragon. Uh, we mentioned in a previous episode that, hey, we were going to talk about this because of my whole, like, drag- Blue Dragon is just uh, Haranobu Sakaguchi writing Dragon Quest fan fiction. And right. so this seemed like a good chance to do that. Some of you guys may be like, but what's the deal? The Dai manga came out. Why aren't you guys doing an episode on the Dai manga? And the reason for that is that the Dai manga is thick. That sucker is like 330 pages. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a lot. And so we wanted to take our time with it, make sure we enjoyed it. That way we could discuss it thoroughly. So we're pushing that on to next week sometime. Still going to do it. Um, I am not super far into it yet because as of the time we're recording this, it got to my house yesterday afternoon. So I'm like, I'm through the, it's divided up into like chapters, you know, and I think I got to the end of chapter three, four, end of chapter three or four. Yeah, Uh, I did not. I got it delivered at like 8 p.m. last night. Like really late, yeah. So (laughs) it was just like, like, like Amazon does this a lot to me where they send it by USPS and it's like the day of for whatever the pre-order is. But I get it at like eight or nine o'clock because of our postal service here. Uh, Our post office is actually kind of terrible here in Florence. So um, it's pretty I like it better like this than the than in the uh, scans that I read uh, initially on the internet. So there's that. Yeah, and I get because I live in like a big city, so Amazon trucks do ours. So we get like mm. we, like a lot of our stuff we get pretty early on. Uh, if Amazon is delivering it, like I, like I can't remember the last time something that wasn't delivered by an Amazon truck. But anyway, none of that really matters at all to what what we're talking about. I realized I was about to go on a really long tangent about Amazon trucks. And I was like, nope, reel it in Austin, reel it in King. Uh, Blue Dragon though, Uh, before we get started on that, we do have a new Patreon patron that deserves a real nice thank you. Ow, 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 it burns, it burns. No, it doesn't. It's just Grant Burn, our new our new patron. Thank you so much, Grant. I did not know where you were going with that. Well, hang on. First of all, yes, thank you, Grant. We really appreciate you being our newest Patreon patron. Thank you so much. Huge shout out to all our patrons. We love all of you. But BJ, I did not know where you were going with that. And yeah. like for a split second, I really thought you were hurt. I thought this was not part of your bit. 
And I thought, <laughs> I thought you had done something to yourself. And I was like, oh my God, what did he just do to himself? And then see, after like the fourth or fifth ow or O oh or whatever, I was like, yeah. oh, I see where he's going with this. And see, that's, that's more concerned than my wife gives me whenever I scream in pain for anything, because I have a very, very, very low pain threshold. You scream so in pain So I'll a lot. stump my toe and I scream in pain a bunch. And yeah. she's learned that you can't trust my initial yelp for pain that it has to be considerably after that because I'm a uh, wiener baby. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm used so, to you saying ouch a lot as well, but it was, you know, you said it a bunch in a row. Usually it's just I like, did. ow, or something like that. It's just and like you're like, what'd you do? Yeah. You, you like, you hit something and they get a bruise. But Or, yeah, or I don't even ask. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just like, yep, he did it again. Which makes me sound like a bad friend. <laughs> No, it's my wife. She does the same thing too. Like, like everybody who gets really close to me knows. Like, ah, oh, BJ did something again. He's overreacting. It's, it's just me. <laughs> but thanks, Grant. Yeah, thank you, Grant. So, uh, getting into Blue Dragon, uh, I'm going to try to keep this super spoiler free because I know you you are interested in this game. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil a bunch for you. And it's annoying because it's hard to play because it's only on Xbox 360. And so you have to load up an older console and have a physical copy of the game. No, you can do it. On, you can play it on like Series X and everything too. Can you? Like, yeah. like you can play 360 games like the physical disc on Series X and uh, all of it. Well, I think it's through backward compatibility. I don't know if it's yeah. Any, like I don't know. But I you just, can put I in know... the disc and play it there. It's not like it may be the digital version. I don't know. But people online because huh. I because I've posted about Blue Dragon a whole bunch while I've been playing yeah. it. And a lot of people online have talked about uh, how they've played it on Series X. And like uh, somebody was telling me about how fast the charges in battle, like how much faster it is on Series huh. X because it loads so much faster than if you're just well. doing it on 360. For me, I, 360 is the last Xbox I have personally owned. So yes. what I did is I just hooked up the 360. And at first I couldn't find the HDMI, so I was playing it in like standard definition. Right. Uh, which hey. on a 4K television looks rough. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, which again, spoiled. But I, I found an HDMI cable. What I did is I unplugged the HDMI from the back of the Wii U and just plugged yeah. it into the 360, but left like the, it plugged into the TV. Yep. So it's still the same channel, all that. And uh, started replaying through Blue Dragon. It's been a while. Uh, I did an episode on Blue Dragon that's mostly spoiler-free, too, on my other uh, podcast, JRPGs and Me, which I know I've been neglecting lately, but I've been busy doing lots of stuff. But anyway, uh, so there is a full episode on that, too, for anybody who wants some more Blue Dragon goodness later on. But uh, since this is a Dragon Quest podcast, I wanted to kind of put it through like a Dragon Quest lens, uh, looking at it that way, rather than just looking at it as a game, because there are a lot of connections there. And so... Uh, I put, I, I'm playing on 360, which does have, it's uh, three discs on 360. It's one of Oh, the, wow. Yeah, it's one of the few games, 360 games I own that, you know, is multiple discs. There's like Blue Dragon, FF13. Um, I know I'm forgetting some, but anyway, there's a few games I have that are multiple discs. But generally, you know, it, it's unusual to have a 360 game huh. that's not just one disc. You and, said FF13 is yeah. multiple discs? Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. PS3, it, it's not. It's because PS3 is Blu-ray. 
360 is DV, was DVD. That was like oh, back when those yeah, consoles It was my released. DVD player. Yeah, it was my DVD player for years. That was why people were amazed it stayed. Uh, that's why I got it died as my DVD player, and I got a PS3 to play Blu-rays. Like that was why I upgraded. Yeah, you're right. That's that's exactly it. That's I didn't even I, think about the it being like significantly older console, but it came out in 2006. So. Yeah, that's why PS3 was originally so expensive because it had this newfangled Blu-ray technology and was all different. And I remember at the time that was like the big thing is like were you yeah. were you going with the current thing DVDs that the 360 had or were you investing in the future of Blu-ray? And anyway, I did not invest in the future until the PS3 was a whole lot cheaper because it was yeah. originally like six hundred dollars. Right. Uh, but anyway, so Blue Dragon. It was very expensive. Yes. Uh, if you're looking at it, Akira Toriyama did the art design and so and character designs and things like that. So you're looking at it, and there's so many times I'm watching cutscenes in this game, like where it shows a lot of NPCs and everything. And I'm just right. like, man, if you showed someone just this clip, like they would just automatically think it was a Dragon Quest game, just looking at the NPCs and, and things like that. Once you get to more of the... Even the main characters, I mean, they're still Toriyama characters, so they look very Dragon Questy, Dragon yeah. Ball-y. But, like, it's really the NPCs where it's just, like, kind of the generic, you know, Toriyama NPC guys. Like, old man, yeah. fat man, <laughs> uh, peasant woman, you know, things like that. Where it's like, it's like, man, this could have just been pulled straight from a Dragon Quest game. But I'm convinced. I've never seen an interview where this was the thing, but I'm convinced that when Sakaguchi left Square quit doing Final Fantasy, founded Miss Walker, that he was just like, I'm going to make a Dragon Quest game. I really want to make a Dragon Quest game. But, you know, obviously he couldn't make a Dragon Quest game. So he made Blue Dragon, which is essentially just a Dragon Quest game with like a Sakaguchi stamp on it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's just, there's so many sim- similarities, even beyond Toriyama. There's a lot of the gameplay elements feel very Dragon Quest. I mean, it's turn-based combat. There, there's some... There's some like minor tweaks to it, you know, like your mages want to be in the back row, your your attackers want to be in the front. Mm. There's like shadows, which are like the magical creatures that your heroes get to like help you fight and stuff that are that add like a job system and everything. There's right. charges. Yeah. There's charges which you can, you know, it's kind of like which has some strategy because it's like, okay, do I want to charge up this attack and try to stop it in the middle here where it's going to have the most impact, but it's going to follow after the, all three enemies. Hmm. Or do I want to not charge it up and use it real quick? That way I can get my magic casting in or my heal in before any of yeah. these enemies can. So there's a little huh. bit more. So there is some strategy uh, that is involved with it that's more than just like, okay, it's my turn now. Okay, it's their turn now. Okay, it's my turn now. Like it, like it, there is some, like, uh, tw- there's some twists, I guess, to the usual turn-based combat formula here. And then... Uh, there's also like medals are a big part. They don't call them mini medals because I guess that would be too close. <laughs> Dragon yeah, Quest. I mean, I mean, so they by drop close. Them, you mean exactly? They drop mini and just throw medals, but they function in literally the exact same way. You find them wow. in treasure chests or while exploring or whatever, and you can take them on. There's an NPC, you know, you know, Dragon Quest games. They usually have like a king or something oh, that yeah. like collects your mini medals in. Blue Dragon, it's Toripo. And I wanted to just mention Toripo because uh, Toripo is essentially uh, Akira Toriyama. Like, if you if you know anything about Dragon Ball, you know, 
I think his name is like Akira on there, but he, you know, the, he's like a little, little stubby dude. He's got like a jumpsuit on, like a tracksuit, and he's got like a gas mask. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. On Dragon Ball? In Dragon Ball, yeah. So that character is in Dragon Ball, uh, but he's Toripo. He's called Toripo in Blue Dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that character in Dragon Ball. I'm looking up like I had no idea. I'm pretty sure it's it's just Akira because... Akira is his first name. Toripo is like Toriyama, you know, but like. Yep, Robo Toriyama. Uh, fashioned in the likeness of Toriyama's avatar, Robo Toriyama, and makes several appearances as doc- in Dr. Slump, as well as minor appearances in Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, so they put him in, in Blue Dragon as well, which I thought was neat. And he's the guy that nice. you have to give, he's the guy you have to give medals to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you trade it in and it's, it's very much like mini metals, you know, you get, you trade it, you trade in your metals for things. All of that. Yes. Feels very dragon questy. It's also, I can't help but feel like a lot of the monster designs. Okay. A lot of the monster designs look just like dragon quest. I mean, even from the get go, when you start encountering, like there's, you're going to see, you know, green dragons with like a, with like swords. And you're going to be like, oh man, this is just a hackosaurus. It's just, he has a sword instead of an ax. And there's there's also poo snakes, which is the first enemy you encounter. <laughs> and I don't know what the thinking was behind this. And I know I know in the JRPGs in me episode, I spent some time like I don't know if rant is the right word or just like questioning. But it was it's really weird. I don't know the thought process behind this because it's very apparent that the goal here was to make something that was the equivalent of like the slime from Dragon Quest or maybe the Moogle. Uh, yes. in Final Fantasy, and they went with Pooh. <laughs> they went with Pooh. Which I adore them for. That and I, is And I know, stuff. yeah, I know, you love Poop. We we were talking uh, the other day, was it, it may have been this morning, may have been yesterday, I don't know. I think it was yesterday. The days kind of blurred together. Yeah. Yeah. And I was telling you about the poo enemies and you thought that I was just calling them that. And I was like, no, you don't understand. This is like their official names. Characters will be like, beware, poos are ahead. And yes, it's funny, it's silly and all that. But I'm just like, you look at these designs, like the poo snake, which is the first variant you see. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like a pink thing of poo with boots sticking out from under it. It has a mouth where the crotch would normally be. And then the top of the poo swirl is like a snake's head and they carry like a spear and they function very similarly to the slime. You see them at the beginning of the game. They die pretty easily. They'll do the thing that like Dragon Quest enemies, like uh, especially early on will do where it's like they call for help and then they look sad and it's like, but none appears like they go through that whole thing. I'm sad when no poo appears when I'm trying to find poo too. Yeah, I bet you are. Um, Take some (laughs) (laughs) X-Lax. And so it's just, it's, it's a weird design choice. And then they have uh, like variants, I guess is what you would call them. Like there's the, there's the hermit crab poo, which is like, a, it's a sea slime, but with poo. Yeah. And you have. And like, for, for those of you who, who, who are thinking about this, yes, it is like a coil pyramid emoji poo kind of thing. Like it is a, a pyramid of like pile of poo. Whenever we're talking about this, this isn't like a long poo. It's a cartoony poo. It's a swirl, yeah. It's just it's like, a swirl. It's, yeah. it's like the the poo emoji you would see. It's like yeah. pink. It's that, but pink. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's like uh, there's poo birds. I mean, you just you just see them throughout the game. And this is the first time though that I played Blue Dragon, uh, and my kids have been old enough to sit there and watch me play it. And I cannot stress enough how much my five year old and my two four year olds adore the poos. Um, mm. you, as you, as you would probably assume, the five and four year olds really uh, find it hilarious, and yes. they. They've really caught on to Blue Dragon. Like the other day I was playing it and it wasn't even like showing anything right away that I thought would be recognizable. And Rowan was coming downstairs and she was like, oh, you're playing Blue Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am. And then, uh, then they, they'll sit there and they'll, uh, they'll like make a game out of it where they try to find the poos. And it's really cute because Nora and Rowan, the four-year-old, they both have lists. So they're like, the poos, the poos, the poos. <laughs> and it's just really adorable. And so it's kind of an extra layer of fun playing Blue Dragon uh, with my kids right now. And I haven't beaten it. I'm pretty far along now. Uh, I'm on disc two, about to be on disc three. For those of you who played it, you kind of know the general area I'm in. And so uh, it, it's been really fun playing it with them too. And it's just kind of getting to see all the silliness. Um, this is one of the first times though I've played it. One thing that I've been kind of hit or miss on in this game is there's, uh, there's spoken cues that I've, I don't think I've seen in any video game ever Hmm. other than blue dragon, which is like where you, you open a treasure chest and this like woman's voice goes gold or the cutscene ends and your party is back with you and it's join or you have control back over your character and it goes playable. And weird. Yeah. And I thought it was weird and you can turn it off. And I thought it was weird that it had these cues, but then I realized uh, with Naomi, she's five. She's learning how to read. She knows how to read pretty well, but not good enough to like be able to read through all the cutscenes of blue dragon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But I realized uh, how much that cue, I haven't turned it off or anything. I've been using it in this playthrough because I've realized how much it's like, I, like usually I have to tell her things, but because that little voice goes gold, she's like, Oh, you found gold. <laughs> Aww. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And so, uh, so that's been really cool. And even though I, and it's kind of become a running joke with all of us where like anytime the, the voice goes playable, like all four of us, me, Naomi, Rowan, Nora, we'll all go playable. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just it's such kind of, a weird choice. Yeah, it is. Like, like it's it's fun. Like I love that that happens. Blue Dragon is a weird game. For better, for better or for worse, Blue Dragon is a weird game. And I love. I mean, I love Blue Dragon. It doesn't quite meet the like high standards of like Dragon Quest or even like whatever your fi- final favorite Final Fantasy games might be. Yeah, like, it doesn't quite have that kind of like iconic feel to it that I think they were probably going for where I feel like this was trying to be the next Dragon Quest, the next yeah. Final Fantasy. And it just, it falls short of that, despite being really good. I think part of, I think part of Blue Dragon's quote-unquote failure here was that it released on the 360 because Microsoft uh, Studios, like, uh, invested in the project yeah. because they wanted, they wanted more JRPGs on the console because Xbox is not big in Japan. So Microsoft right. was like, hey, we'll put a bunch of money into Miss Walker and some other studios and get them to churn out some JRPGs for us and we'll make a billion dollars. And what kind of happened 
Um, and I'm generalizing here, but really what happened was the opposite in that instead of those games like helping the 360 sell, which I'm sure it did a little bit, but instead of that, yeah. uh, the, the games that released on the 360 exclusive, like Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, things like that, they didn't sell very well because they were on 360. Because yeah, people in Japan just didn't, just does don't play Xbox, Xbox. consoles very much. And people yeah. in the West... People in the West don't love JRPGs as much as as people in Japan do. So it's kind of like they just they put a genre that a lot of Americans don't care about on a console that like only Americans care about. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a weird Yeah, it was a weird thing. And so like future future Blue Dragon games, there's Blue Dragon Plus, which is on DS, uh, which I have, that's kind of like I guess my best way to explain it to you or anyone listening yeah. who haven't played it yet is Blue Dragon Plus is to Blue Dragon as what Final Fantasy Revenant Wings is to Final Fantasy Twelve. Oh, dang. Uh, like, it's a very short, you know, different combat, different kind of feel to it game that's on the DS. It's uh, pretty. I like the these graphics on it. Like, I like that, because I like that style of uh, DS graphic. Like, that was some of the stuff I really liked on the DS. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking on Blue Dragon Plus. I'm just saying that, like, as it feels very different from, like, big tentpole Blue Dragon on 360 game, you know? Yeah. And it did get kind of more of a true sequel, quote unquote there, uh, called Blue Dragon uh, Shadows Awakening, I think is what it's called, which I haven't played. The cover of it looks just like Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, I haven't played it, and I, I looked into it back when, uh, like, co- sorry to say, when COVID was big. But you know, when COVID was like really <laughs> happening, and everybody was like buying up video games to play because we were all stuck indoors. Uh, I looked into it even back, and even back then, it was like two hundred dollars for like a DS copy of it. And I haven't checked it again, like right before recording this or anything. But anytime I have that version, that Blue Dragon game is just always so expensive, and I've never played it. Man, this cover its cover does look like Final Fan or uh, DQ nine so hard. Oh yeah. I mean and again, this isn't necessarily a knock at Blue Dragon, but but Blue Dragon so much it feels like you know the whole like meme joke thing about like copying your homework or whatever, but just make it yeah. look a little different. That's what Blue Dragon feels like to Dragon Quest. And huh. I'm not trying to knock it and say like it lacks originality because I, I don't think that I think it is it does have some original things going for it. Um, it definitely has a much more of a steampunk vibe than Dragon Quest does because I mean, you have Sakaguchi who was there for Final Fantasy's like biggest steampunk years. And then you have Toriyama whose like art is super obsessed with like World War II and things like that already. And so you get those two minds together and you end up with like a lot of very steampunky things happening. Mm. In this game. So it does have more of a steampunk aesthetic to it. There's even the, the mech it, uh, the, the like airship. It looks that, that, that looks very much like a world war two, uh, like, like a warship of some kind. Like there's even a mini game where you shoot it. It's basically like shooting a Gatlin gun, you know, like up in the sky. Uh, there's, things like that that happen in Blue Dragon. And so it does, has some things going for it. And I like the charge style. I like the shadows, the job system. Um, I like the fact that you have more than three party members in your party. I mean, I'm always loving JRPGs that have, you know, four 
or five even party yeah. members in it. So it's got a lot going for it. Um, I will say that the voice acting does not hold up nearly as well as I remember it. Like, I don't remember the voice Aww. acting being a huge detractor from it uh, like when I used to play it. Right. And I feel like this time, like, Shu, the, the main character, like I mentioned in last week's episode or wherever, that he's very much just like a... He's always talking in one-liners where he's like, I'll never give up. And it's even like in longer cut scenes when he has a few sentences strung together, they still feel like one-liners, if that makes oh, sense. Like, it yeah, feels like yeah. he's got... It feels like he's just saying three one-liners back to back. And then there's there's Maru Maru, who I really liked when I used to play with the dragon. And now Maru, they call him Maru for short, is so obnoxious to me. Like I did like I I remember him being kind of like obnoxious, but like in an endearing way. Right. Like you. Oh, <laughs> how sweet. Yeah, I'm kidding. But but no, like I, I remember him being like obnoxious in an endearing way. And now he just feels obnoxious. And I don't know. Like, I mean, I was an adult when Blue Dragon was new. I mean, it's been a long time. I was a young adult, a younger adult then. I mean, I was, it's like, it was like 15 years ago. But yeah. But like for some reason now, I just, I find uh, some of the, the voice acting and some of the characters more obnoxious than I used to. Um, but I, I've still really been enjoying it. I mean, Blue Dragon is an awesome game. Um, I think I mentioned this maybe on in the JRPGs and Me podcast, but Blue Dragon, it was kind of weird for me because I got a 360. You know this, but maybe people listening don't. Uh, I graduated high school early because I had enough credits to do it. I could graduate a semester early if I wanted to. Uh, I was I was spending summers down in Florida, already knew I kind of wanted to live down here. And so I just graduated early, went ahead and moved down to Florida. Even I had a girlfriend at the time who lived in Florida, so it just made a bunch of sense. But I didn't go to college because I was like, hey, I don't know if I want to go. So there was like a two-year period that I wasn't in college. I wasn't in high school. Probably should have been in high school, but wasn't. And I was kind of just off doing my <laughs> own thing. And so, But I had money for like the first time. And yep. so I bought a 360 with it. And I bought – and I remember because I had money because I had a job, but it wasn't like – I could afford to go out and buy like a $50, $60 game every week, you know, like I still had to be nitpicky with what I was getting. And so I remember I bought a used Xbox and Oblivion and then eventually Blue Dragon. And for like the longest time, those were like the only games I had. And I mean, they were games that took up your time. You know, if you had a 360, everybody had Oblivion. I did not. You didn't have Oblivion? no, I didn't like Elder Scrolls games at that point. I had played um, uh, Daggerfall when it was new, like in the 90s, yeah. and didn't like it. And then I tried Morrowind, and I didn't like it either. So <laughs> when everybody was losing their dang minds about Oblivion, I was like, I'm going to play something else. I don't like this game. So I, I never even tried. I have never tried anything but the PC version of Oblivion after I beat Skyrim and really liked it. I uh, went back and got maybe 20 minutes into Oblivion. It's all I've ever played. I I have a ton of fond memories with Oblivion. That was the first Elder Scrolls game I ever played. And it was one of those things where I just, I'd heard constantly good things about it. I had some friends who adored Morrowind, but I didn't have an original right. Xbox. So I didn't play it. And then when Oblivion came out, I was like, okay, I have to get it. And by by that time, um, and I, had, I played through like the DLC and all, like loved loved Oblivion. Really funny story that's a tangent, but I think and yeah. I think I've told you this before, but 
uh, this was this was back before I really spent time on the internet looking up stuff. You right. Know, yeah. There was a time in Oblivion where I found a unicorn. I think it was part of the DLC. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But I found this unicorn. And it let me ride it, and I was like, "Oh, awesome! This is so cool!" And I rode the unicorn around for like an hour or whatever. Just oh yeah. And then I got off, and I was like, "I wonder if I can kill it." And I hit it with my sword, and the game auto saved after I killed it. And I got this notification at the top of the screen that was like, "The gods have observed your behavior," or something like that. I was like, "Someone has observed your behavior and is not pleased." There was some kind of warning that made it seem really dire. Um, that came across the top of the screen, but it auto-saved, and I hadn't had a manual save in a while. And I was like, oh, crap, what did I do? And I never, I still to this day have never looked it up to see what I did or what that unicorn was meant for because I kind of like the mystery more than whatever the explanation is behind it. Yeah. Because it's just one of those very vivid video game memories I have where it was just kind of like hilarious but also a little heartbreaking at the same time because I was like, oh, I permanently killed this unicorn and the gods are mad at me. I wonder what quest this is for. And I never found out and I don't want to know. So don't tell me. If you're looking it up, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I like the mystery of it. Didn't you say that you knew that part of it, that it was there was only one unicorn in the entire world and you killed it? Yeah, well, I was telling, I, I mentioned it to somebody or maybe I just Googled it real quick or something and didn't bother reading it up on it. But for whatever, yeah, it's the only unicorn. So, like, I killed the only unicorn in Oblivion, and they couldn't get it back. Uh, unless I wanted to, like, reboot up a save from, like, hours before. And anyway, young Austin, stupid Austin, whatever. But um, but anyway, so I played Blue Dragon and and Oblivion a lot back then. So, I, so like, a, a, so many of my memories with Blue Dragon are associated with, like, I don't know what you want to call them, like, my wild years, TM. I wasn't really wild, but, you know, those years between high school and college, my off years. And, Didn't uh, you tell me that during that time period when you had all the extra money that you and your roommate at the time took uh, the cash that you got and like made it rain and then rolled around in dollar bills on your floor or your beds or something? Don't think so. That must be another <laughs> friend of yours. <laughs> I, I, speaking of making it rain, um, my counselor died last year and, and I got a point and uh, like she and I got along really well. And uh, Jennifer ran across a, or no, it was 2020, I think. I don't remember what year it was. But um, Jennifer ran along a video of her uh, from not too long ago uh, before she passed away, um, teaching her small niece, uh, who's about Rowan and uh, Nora's age, to make it rain. And it is just, she had a stack of dollar bills and was teaching this small child to make it rain. And it was hilarious. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, that's one of those things I'm like, that's why you helped me so much, Alicia. It was like, because you're teaching small children to make it rain already. It's like, good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, making it rain is hilarious for some reason. But um, but yeah, anyway, so so I had Blue Dragon, I had Oblivion, played that a lot. So a lot of my memories of Blue Dragon are from that time. But then I got the Red Ring of Death, the Red Ring of Death uh, for the Xbox. And so there was a gap before I could ever beat Blue Dragon. Because again, oh. I had money, but not enough money to buy a new 360 when mine died uh and my friend at the time showed me there was a trick like with the you put like a coin or something i can't even remember i don't even have the xbox anymore but you put like a dime or a penny or something like inside the console and it was supposed to keep it from like overheating or something huh it conducted in some way anyway my friend i had a friend who did something weird with it like that and so that would let us play it a little bit i say us like me my friends my brother yeah whoever but 
uh, we would get to play it a little bit, but then it would, you know, get the red ring again and we'd have to wait a day or two and then it would randomly just start working again. Huh. So, but it was a while, it was a few years before I got to uh, get another 360. And then once I got another 360, um, I, I beat Blue Dragon and everything. So uh, anyway, just some background flavor, some local flavor <laughs> for you. Uh, oh yeah, for, it's all spicy. For Blue Dragon. But I think you should play it. I think anybody, I think everyone should play Blue Dragon. Like it, it's definitely one of the best put together JRPGs. Uh, that I've ever played. I think it's fantastic. Uh, and especially if you're a Dragon Quest fan, like cannot stress it enough. Like this just feels like Sakaguchi writing a Dragon Quest game. It's like Yuji Hori took a year off and Sakaguchi came in and made Blue Dragon. For better or for worse, depending on how, what you think of Sakaguchi. But I mean, that's very much what it feels like. It's just Sakaguchi made a Dragon Quest game and it's Blue Dragon. That's awesome. I mean, that's kind of the draw to chrono trigger for a lot of people so maybe this is even more direct there that uh will get people to play it and i looked at the blue dragon like something awakening uh awakened engines awakened, or whatever it awakened is shadows the, the shadows that's it thing. Yeah. and um it is it's very expensive still you can okay. generally get the english language cart only for about 80 dollars but there is right now a pal version a pal version of it yeah. uh on there for uh from france for 50 dollars us including the case and everything um but i can't find anything online right now whether the pal version has english language on it um, usually they do because I have the PAL version of uh, DQ9 actually and DQ6 I think um, that have English language so I would assume this does as well but it might be something that you look into uh, now since it's uh, on there in an, at an affordable price as opposed to like the others that are straight up English for 275 yeah Huh, yeah. But it's That's... on eBay right now when I just typed in the Blue Dragon Awaken <laughs> Shadows. Uh, it was down there under the other things that you might like, and it's the same thing. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, that brings up a good point, though, to end on. If you are interested in checking out Blue Dragon, this is one of those, the few physical games that you can still get pretty cheap. Like the physical copy complete of Blue Dragon on 360. I, I was checking for someone who asked me about it on Twitter the other day, but it, it, it's like 20 bucks maybe 40. If oh, wow. Like, yeah. But, th but I found some where like the, the, that had like zero bids or one bid and they were ending soon and it was like around 20 bucks. And then there were some that were like, buy it now that might be like 30 or 40, but it's oh, like wow. in terms of how much the physical game market has gone up, like that's an incredible price. And especially for this game, yeah, I mean, this is. is like, this is a long game. I mean, I would say that you're going to easily spend 60 hours playing it maybe 50, but... But it's still a solid, still a solid JRPG. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good JRPG. It really holds up well. Even playing it on the 360, like, there's some load times between cutscenes. Like, you'll notice yeah. a cutscene, there's a pause, like, just a, just a section, that you, fraction of a, of a second that you can notice now if you're, like, used to playing on PS5 or something, where there's just, right. like, a moment where the, the frame... In, in the TV is at a standstill where like the cutscene hasn't played yet before it starts playing. And then the same for it before it ends, like where the frame freezes for a second before it ends and then boots back up to let mm -hmm. you play again. 
where it's just like it's it's very it's probably not noticeable unless you've been playing like on a very modern new next gen console uh if you've been playing on one of those you know i think it's noticeable but otherwise i mean i I think it holds up really really well i think you should play it everybody should play it go play blue dragon yeah and then we'll talk about die next week (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that about does it for this week's episode thank you guys for listening remember uh you can talk to us on twitter at dragonquest fm we are on patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquest fm and if you want to talk to me individually on twitter you can find me at dragon Quaston. and i'm on twitter is at professor beej uh you can listen to my other podcast the geek to geek podcast wherever you're listening to this one and you can join us on discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com and we'll have fun talking and getting to know each other Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.